All aboard and welcome to another Animation Station, friends. I am, of course, Sparks Witty, the usual host here on Animation Station, and I am joined this time by Ben Magnet. Hello. Yes, and we're here to talk about the first season quotation marks for Sonic Prime, really the first ep eight episodes. I I know they're calling it a season. I wouldn't call this a season. Uh, I kind of would, but I do agree. I mean, eight episodes was kind of short, but still, any chance to talk about this adorable, cute little blue hedgehog makes me a happy person. We'll, we'll get into it, but I wouldn't call it a season because it doesn't feel like it actually does a season's work of narrative. Um, <laughs> also, we know Netflix rules where they just cut this up. This was this isn't like, you know, the next chunk of episodes they're calling season two was already done. Yeah. Um, OK, so Ben, let's get your first thoughts on Sonic Prime, because I kind of know where I'm at, but I don't entirely know where you're at. I highly enjoyed Sonic Prime. Um, I mean, Sparks, as you know, but maybe the audience doesn't know. I've been a Sonic the Hedgehog fan for almost my entire life. It was the first Sonic was the first character and the first meet, uh, pieces of media that I truly latched onto. Like I was trying to wake up early in the morning to watch the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Every time I go to Blockbuster or a video, uh, video store, I'd be looking to see if they had any of the Sonic set AM tapes anywhere. And also I have a decent sized collection of the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. So Sonic is, and of course, a decent amount of video games as well. So I was, I was excited, but also a bit of me was just a little bit concerned because the last Sonic media we got was Sonic Boom. And I'm not saying Sonic Boom is a bad television show. It's actually very funny. You've probably seen clips of it online. But I was still curious of what they were going to do with Sonic Prime because we, in the trailers, we see Sonic has new shoes. We see him. He's in an alternate dimension. And I was just curious of what they were going to do with it. And quite frankly, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, for me, my history goes back almost as long as yours with... Uh sonic stuff my actual first exposure i don't think we've ever talked about this was an educational game when i was like four. Oh, like please tell really me what, huh is 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 it what i think it is is it sonic schoolhouse i don't i don't think i don't know because like sonic wasn't really in it it's following tales oh okay that's i did not play that one I, oh man sorry sonic schoolhouse was like one edutainment game that i actually saved up money for yeah. And I bought it just because it had Sonic on it. And then when I finally down uh, like installed it and started playing it on my computer, it's a horrible game. <laughs> yeah, I don't it I don't I, honest, I honestly don't remember it very much, but I like I latched on to Tails before I actually officially met Sonic. Um, really? Yeah. Um that little fun bit of history. But so like Sonic's been in my life for a really, really, really long time. Um and I think I'm so mixed on this show, mostly because I think the animation's incredible, mm -hmm. and I wish the show's story were a little bit better. And that's really where I'm falling because, like, you know, we we talked about this off air, but like uh, originally Ryan and Brandon were considering doing this with us because they wanted to get like into something Sonic related, and mm -hmm. I watched enough of it to say this ain't the one, guys. Like, unfortunately, this is not the one that I would say. Yeah, this is how you get in new Sonic fans. I'm like not not quite no no i completely agree like when i started watching it i as i was watching this i was like okay as a as an almost lifelong sonic fan this is great this to, to me this is really good but if i were to show this to someone who isn't really who doesn't really know sonic i would definitely be like nah you, you could skip this one this is fine i would say just stick to the movies at this point <laughs> and that's and that's kind of the sad thing is that like you know 
we're sitting here and we're like it's good if you already like sonic i guess yeah and even then like and even then i i gotta admit ben that like i'm a little more i'm a little more pulled back i think than you where i'm like this is questionable and like good sometimes (laughs) yeah no i i agree because you could definitely tell that i mean obviously this is a children's show and there are some the writing is definitely tailored for kids i will completely i will get that but there are some good easter eggs there are some good uh i would say some good jokes here and there but i mean i still enjoyed it but it's definitely i mean to, let's be real sonic Saturday am the original um one of the oldest sonic shows to exist that is a stupid high bar to pass yeah and i wouldn't say nothing has surpassed it because obviously we have a generation that grew up with sonic x as their main sonic the hedgehog tv show and that show is pretty damn good so, I mean, I would say it's not up there. And if I had to tier this, I'd probably tier it as maybe a B minus or maybe a C plus. I mean, it really depends on the day and what we're talking about. I still I, like it. I, I still think the animation's great, though. I get you. The funny thing is, like, our co-host Brandon like messaged me recently, and he's like, "What's the best Sonic animated show?" And I'm like, "Well, it's it's what you just mentioned because like nothing nothing's done better since then. And like we've had a lot of Sonic shows since then, and it's been thirty years." And yeah, we, we still can't do a good Sonic show <laughs> like like a legitimately like no no discussion or like having to kind of like set expectations about just like it's a good Sonic show and we're still not there. Um, I'll admit as a person who watched all of Sonic X, I'm like, I accept Sonic X, but like I don't love Sonic X. Um, I, mean, I think it's I will. Fine. I will admit it has been years since I've last seen Sonic X and I only remember TiVoing Sonic X because I mean, obviously Sonic Adventure 2 was one of the biggest games around, or at least it was one of the games keeping the Dreamcast somewhat afloat. And that show was going through Sonic Adventure and then we got introduced to Shadow, Sonic Adventure 2. So of course I was like eating it all up. I was like, oh my God, it's the games, but on television, this is awesome. And also I was a small impressionable child, so I didn't know any better. Right. And I haven't, I haven't been back to it since. I just remember really the only thing I really remember from that show is gotta go fast. The theme song. That's it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like it goes, it goes some interesting places, especially it's final arc where they're like traveling through space. Um, It's, it's not a bad show, but it's not the quality level I wanted. Um, It's a kind of like, you know, well, it's the best we got since, since the first animated series. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have Sonic Boom, which I respect and I think has a lot of good humor in it. But my thing about Sonic Boom is that Sonic Boom is not the classic Sonic characters. It's very much, you know, it's it's the video game universe that they built to go with the show. And, and that's fine. It's a different interpretation and I have no problem with it. But it also means like a lot of things I want to see in an animated show, they're not going to do because they're not going to bring in Shadow. They're not going to bring in um, a bunch of elements from the, the later games and things like that. They're focused on their own Sonic Boom story. Yeah. The thing about Sonic Boom is also because I have started, wa- I start, I tried to start watching or no, and I not tried. I did start watching Sonic Boom, but I fell off of it. And there's a billion and a half Sonic Boom clips that have been circling the internet. I'm pretty sure you've seen the one where Amy's trying to kick the goal and turns out Knuckles is a hardcore feminist. Or when Sonic gets the speed ticket and says, I fight in court, but I don't think they'll accept gotta go fast as a condition. Um, but the reason why I want to talk about Sonic Boom for a very hot second is because that show, I feel, is very tainted 
because of how poorly um, Sonic Boom, the, the Rise of, Lyr- of Lyric was received. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, of course, the game where it was completely unpolished. It was did not feel like a Sonic game. A lot of fans were already anti-Sonic Boom because of the re- of the drastic redesigns. And now, and the game also turned out to be god awful. I mean, there's that famous glitch where you can use Knuckles to infinitely jump and skip an entire level before it was patched. Um, so I think Sonic Boom had an uphill battle, but I do agree that Sonic Boom does have its good moments. It does have its humorous moments, and it. And I, when I see those clips, I do want to. Part of me wants to check it out, but if I had to be honest, I would much rather watch Sonic Prime again before I go and finish Sonic Boom. Well, and that's easier to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's significantly more episodes of Sonic Boom. I think the thing with Sonic Boom is that, as you pointed out, like there's great humorous clips. There's a lot of things out there that I think are really good, but they're usually clips. And Sonic Boom, I'm aware enough of it to, and have seen enough to know that like the thing that's lacking that I want is a long narrative, like an actual full mm-hmm. narrative structure. It's all just like, it's fun for its bits, but it's not building a story. Um, yeah. Not it's like not... what Sonic Prime is doing. Yeah, yeah. And also... And also, it's not like what Sonic Sad AM or even Sonic Underground did, because Sonic Underground also had a longer form story, whereas, you know, completely different universe. Sonic is a prince. He has his brother and sister, and they try to find their mom. Or even with uh, Sonic Prime, because Sonic Prime does have a decent story. So, yeah, Sonic Boom is I see that as more of a what's what's it called more of an episodic tale instead of a long form storytelling, because it's like, hey, we have a problem that we need to solve within 15 minutes. And they normally do. Right. So getting to Sonic Prime, um, I it's no doubt like the animation is the the standout. It's Mm -hmm. it's really, really good. It looks great, Mm -hmm. especially in action. Um, There's there's a lot of gorgeous animation on display here and a lot of good animation quirks. And I want to shout that out because that's like the most positive thing I can say about the show is I think the animation is really good, really good all throughout with a small exception on I get what they were doing, but when we get to the the jungle world and we start darkening the area, I'm like, we're, we're really narrowing down the beauty of this animation by taking out a lot of the light. Yeah. The, once we got to the junk, once we got to that, to that area, I was also in the same boat. I was like, okay. So I, I, once they finally do break through the trees and you could see the color of it, because that's one of the best things about Sonic the Hedgehog, or both in the games and in the and the shows, is how colorful. I mean, my sad AM because you know that's about Robotnik one and that one. Um, but Sonic games, especially Sonic games, are very colorful. Um, that's one of the points of of how of I had a point here, but I was going back to the Genesis games. Uh, but yeah, Sonic Prime. It is a very colorful show. Like you have the the paradox prism. It's a prism. It's multicolor. It's multicolorful. And when it gets shattered, every single it's every single thing is every single dimension has its own different color. And I think that's really cool. And then once we go into the jungle, like when they're above the trees, it's just brown, blue. It's not as vibrant. And then of course you go under into the shade. It's just dark. And I'm like, mm, okay, yeah. Um. So I think. Let's get into, hmm, how do I want to say this? Um, this show is, I think, one of the reasons that I thought this isn't the show for newcomers to Sonic or, or really, really rough newcomers to Sonic is because you get zero 
introduction time. Right. Like they, it does not ease you in to the gang. Oh no. Um, not even close. Uh, like you should know who Knuckles, Roge, Shadow, Amy, uh, Tails. Tails is easy. I'll give them Tails. Like I don't think you need to intro Tails. I think everybody on in a passive way knows Tails. Um, yeah. Uh, and Big the Cat, which I think is the biggest one, where it's like, ooh, <laughs> for most fans. I would push most, back. Most people, and, sorry. Yeah, I would say that you need to introduce Rouge and Shadow because I would. Like definitely Rouge, Shadow, and Big. Whereas Sonic, Knuckles, ta- uh, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, they have been part of the Sonic franchise for eons. I think even a lot of Casey Casuals who might not know Sonic, they see Amy, they go, "Oh yeah, she's that the girl hedgehog from the Sonic franchise." But then you see Rouge, and especially, and maybe Shadow a little bit less. But Rouge is actually one of the things I actually do like about the show is Rouge's inclusion because a lot of times Rouge is off doing her own thing. In the game, she's with Shadow and E one in E um, and Gamma, but in this show, she's like part of the gang. She's helping them out. I actually like her inclusion, but once again, I know who she is. I know what her character is based off of. So, going uh, getting a Casey Casual into it, it's like, what's Rouge's deal? And then you find out that she's a jewel thief. You go, what? What do you mean she's a jewel thief? So I'll I'll push back a little bit on I think everybody except maybe Knuckles in what you said of like how much they need to give you information wise purely because this show is based around sending Sonic to other places and encountering different versions of them and if you don't know the original versions of them then you are not getting the gags or you're right. not getting all of the riffs on how this is different for their characters and and what the impact of that is and I think that's a problem for people who like Let's just go with people who saw just Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog 2, just those movies, and they're coming to this show, which is admittedly got to be a part of the audience that they're trying to grab. The people who mm-hmm. went and saw these movies, they want them to come watch this cartoon. You need to introduce Amy. You yeah. need to make them know who Amy is before mm-hmm. you say, and this is a different version of Amy. Like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone who's not familiar. Um, right. And I think that's a problem because the show is structured around encountering these alternate versions of the characters. And not having a ground foundational idea, even even for us, like I'll admit, like I get enough of the archetype of Rouge that they're playing with when they go to these other universes. But like, just as you pointed out, Rouge is not normally hanging out with them. Mm. So I kind of wanted to be more familiar with the original version of her here before yeah. we start mixing it up. Um, so I feel like that's a little bit against the show's uh, appeal because you so quickly go into these alternate versions and without the idea of who these characters are, you're not, you're not getting the full idea of what doing the riff on them is. I think the only one, again, you can give a pass to is tails um, Mm -hmm. who I think is done very well. And it's very clearly like this different interpretation of tails when uh, we get to nine um, in the, in the alternate, in the new New York city dystopian Mm -hmm. world. Um, and so tails, I think you can get away with, but everybody else, it's like, it does, it it really stood out to me when we get to the pirate episode and then they do what I think is really cool. The, in the video game style flashback to Sonic and Knuckles interacting in their history. Um, but that's how long it took for us to get any kind of like, if you don't know Knuckles, Hey, you should know this about Knuckles. Yeah. And that was like episode seven. And that was the penultimate episode of the air quotes season. Um, 
I mean, I do also like when we get to, you mentioned the flashback when they turned the animation to 16 bit Genesis style graphics. Um, I love that they did that, especially when we go back, when Sonic first goes into New York City and we meet Nine, and Nine tells a story about how Sonic wasn't there to, you know, give him the nickname of Tails and to, you know, build him up and be like, hey, you can be better. He's like, hey, you are better than those bullies, yada, yada, yada. Um, but at the same time, I completely agree because we only get that though that really cool flashback animation scene only twice and i could definitely use more of those animation scenes especially when we're talking with amy or we're doing with rouge or even with shadow because shadow we just i want to say it was episode four or maybe five where we see the flashback of sonic fighting shadow back in green hill zone before he goes to help the friends to with the paradox prism yeah it's a little while later yeah, and it's only and it's just like a, a hot little like, oh yeah, the shadow, he's angsty. And there's a funny joke about his roller skates. Um, but other than that, it's like if you should know who Shadow was, or at least the, his um connection to Sonic, because you know, Sonic Adventure 2 is a highly is one of the the biggest games and biggest franchise, or one of the, the biggest games in Sonic Lore that Sonic fans want to go back to, they want to cling to. That's why so many people were freaking the bleep out at the end of the move the second movie. Yeah, I'll say that Shadow is probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, I agree with you that I think, like, again, for newcomers, there needed to be more information about Shadow uh, mm-hmm. when we're getting that flashback. But I like the way that Shadow's pieced out into the show, um, yeah. that we're slowly putting together where Shadow was before things happened. And that Shadow is the person who's trying to get Sonic back on on mission and like back on track. He's trying to fix it. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's, that's really working for me as a plot device. Like the thing that makes me want to come back for season two is mostly shadow. Um, so I really like the, the use of him and like, I, I, I like the character already, but like, yeah, I think the way that he's included into the plot is really smart. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't, I, like you said, I don't think that newcomers are given enough information about him. Um, right. like, <laughs> Do you know what chaos control is? No, tough. <laughs> Dude, too bad. Yeah, it, like he says, chaos controls, and I can only see people who don't know or who never played Sonic Adventure Two or any of the Sonic games after that. They're like, "What's chaos control? What does he does he control the chaos emeralds?" I'm like, and even then, they don't have chaos emeralds in this show. The only major gem is the paradox prism. That's it. Is that true? I thought Shadow was holding a Chaos Emerald. Oh, you're right. No, he was holding a Chaos Emerald. You're you're 100% right. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he's holding one when he does Chaos Control. Because yeah, I was going to say, like, I, you can you can context clue a little bit that, like, it allows Shadow to do something with the Chaos Emerald, but still, like... And it, it's... I like having, like, these these acknowledgements and references to stuff from the games. Like, I, I'm glad they're there. Um, it's just, again, like, I don't think it's very friendly to a new audience. Yeah, I kind of, um, I, I did chuckle a little bit, like when we go into Nine's base of operations, his passcode's 1992, which was the release of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, his first ever appearance. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's like you know, little if stuff. If you're a big dork, you get it. Like yeah, us. exactly. <laughs> Yay, dorks. Um, yeah. But I but I do get it that that Shadow should have been introduced a little bit more. And yes, he is. You're right. He is holding the Chaos Emerald and he does Chaos Control. But if you're Casey Casual, you're not going to know what that gem is. You're not going to know what Chaos Control is. You're just going to be like, what's that big, big ass jewel he's holding? Right. Um, okay. I I kind of want to get to this one because it's one of my other big problems with the show is that I don't understand 
the egg council or whatever you they're called. I was so, so annoyed by that baby. So when when the show was being promoted, I assumed, and I think you probably did too, that because we're doing like many universe things, somehow different versions of Eggman from different universes were coming together to form this yeah. council. And mm-hmm. that's what I thought up until like episode three was going on. And then it becomes clear that they don't know how to travel between the worlds. And so I'm like, so that's not it. So what is this? Why is this happening? Yeah, I was also kind of bummed out because I was hoping that all of these Eggman, all these Eggmen would like convert. It's kind of like a, like an anti-council of Reed Richards in a way, because where you have like these like some of the smartest beings in, in the Sonic franchise getting together and like, hmm, we've met in different universes. We can do some really cool stuff or add some really damaging stuff like they did to New York City. But the fact that they were all in new york city and then they're like hey let's go out other into other universes i that wasn't my favorite and actually the council itself um i mean obviously there are some funny characters there's some funny that's like the old man who can't catch up but i was just stupidly annoyed by that but that's all baby. of his joke that's all of his joke he's yeah, old. exactly yeah and yeah i definitely think the egg council could have been redone a lot of ways because i agree with you the egg council at first when you find out that they're just from this one universe they're kind of weak well because like the other thing about it is that so i guess just in this universe there's just there are are they all family they're not all the same person at different points in his life they're all just a family i guess this is my problem i don't have that answer and neither do you and that's my problem is that like i don't i don't understand the egg council and i'm like if there are our primary villain force which it becomes clear towards episode like six that they are um then like i need to have a better idea of who they are i think the only one who really works for me is the baby um and the baby works for me because of how they incorporated being a baby into his mech suit yeah, um, that, that is pretty. Like, uh, yeah, having like the the Simon Says button thing on his mm-hmm. like, I'm like, that's pretty good. That's and pretty I'll, darn good. I will give I will give you that his mech suit is is very imaginative. And also, like he pushes a button and his rattle is just a giant mace. Just I also like that he's just violent. Like his his go to reaction is just hit, hit the things. Um, so the so he works for me. And then mm-hmm. the like the laissez faire teen who's only playing the game the whole time like i don't care get out of here what are you adding um and then you get the next level up which is like the kind of pompous i guess 20-ish year old version who's uh uh like a lot of the he does a lot of the charging action on our heroes and i'm like okay i guess and then you got kind of classic Eggman, but not quite uh and then the old guy and I'm like, we could have done this with the baby, the 20 year old version and the kind of classic Eggman. And I would have at least enjoyed it a little more. Yeah. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you on that. I actually forgot about the kid playing the video game. Cause I, my memory would go back to, he, the does, baby. he does nothing else. He just sits yeah. there being absorbed in the video game. Mm-hmm. And he just like, just mumbles stuff. And yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. What I was kind of hoping for, like so obviously, like with the trailers, we knew we were going to different universes, and there have been like going way back to the Archie comic books. Sonic the Hedgehog has dealt with multiverse stuff before, sure, um, albeit not very good, but it's dealt with multiverse stuff. 
part of me was kind of hoping that if since we are going into like a, a multiverse or parallel dimensions, we would see a good Eggman, a Mr. Tinker or a Dr. Kintobar of some sort. I'm, we would I'm not see gonna it. rule that out that that can happen still. Yeah, or we could like essentially just like dive into different like multiverses and I mean, maybe this is like a part of me just like really wishful thinking, but maybe Sonic can lands into the Sad AM universe. Maybe not seeing all the characters from the Sad AM universe because reasons, but at least seeing that it's not important. Happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But that would be cool. Here's though. the thing. Here's the reason why, Ben. Um, they already blew their wad on a version of a world where Eggman won, quote unquote, with New York City. They're not yeah, going to do did. it again. Yeah, um, they did. It, it, it is what it is uh and and like they're not going to do that you're talking about something that would be really cool now what would i what i believe could happen in the show and if the mm-hmm. show's smart will do it is that sonic ends up in a world where he doesn't encounter any of the usual gang instead he encounters an Eggman, but the Eggman is good and oh. uh, actually has to work with him in order to get on to the next world kind of thing that would be pretty good i don't have a lot of faith that they'll do that but it's possible. And I like to believe Um, this is kind of the thing is that it's such a well, it's such a well animated show. I can't stress Mm -hmm. that enough. I think the action beats every single action beat is incredible. Um, I love watching it. Like a big part of the reason I enjoy watching the show is because of how good the animation is. And it's so unfortunate to have that. And then I feel like they're just not really going for the ideas that they created. Um, like they're just they they're not adding a lot to these characters. Yeah. Anyways, pause for a second. My alarm's going off. Gotcha. Okay. So what I was saying is just that in general, when they have the opportunity to go to these worlds and be saying something about these characters by seeing these different versions of them, half the time I don't feel like we're really going for it. Right. And again, I think part of it is not building, even for people who are familiar with the characters, not building in the world a foundation of like, this is how they get along here. Um, that's that's a big part of where the show falls short for me. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the show falls short a little bit for me because we get to, we spend a lot of time in New York City. I want to say we spend like three or four episodes there and then it, it turns into like a one episode we're in the jungle another like an episode and a half we're doing with the pirate stuff or two so episodes I'll tell you I'll tell you what it is is that we go to New York for two we go to the jungle for two we oh, go okay. back to New York for one we go back to pirates for one for two okay um Part of me was kind of hoping for I mean this once again wishful thinking we might get more of this in the second season is more universes and like different versions and but one thing i will say i do like how sonic shoes change in every universe he's in yeah it's a fun mechanic yeah because at first like um at first when we saw his stuff for his shoes redesigned for new york city i will admit i wasn't the big fan of it but of course i'm a classic sonic fan if it doesn't have it's not red with a white stripe over it with a gold belt with a gold buckle i'm kind of i'm like i don't know but the fact that his shoes change and they also give him different abilities like his claws and his this climbing gear for the jungle was really cool his um his hovercraft shoes for in the pirate world i thought were very innovative um i mean besides that i enjoy how they're how they're able to change and shift throughout the his his travels mm-hmm. but also it's still just like the lack of worlds that we saw i was like i wanted to see more well, here's the thing. I, what I'll say to that, Ben, is in eight episodes, I don't think there's a lot more they could have done. Right. Like, I, you know, without it feeling like 
kind of meaningless. Like you wouldn't spend enough time there. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like that goes back to us saying like, you know, this isn't really season one, right? This is, this is midway in production of a season and they said it's season one, but it isn't. Um, and you feel that I think you feel that me personally, Mm -hmm. I like the, the end of episode eight does not feel like a finale. It feels just the same as the end of any (laughs) other episode before it. Yeah, like the second shadow said, there is no hole. I'm like, where is it? Oh, that's right. This is the last episode. Damn it. Not only that, I, I will say, like, I wouldn't even call that a cliffhanger ending necessarily. I would call that, like, that's the setup for the opening of the next episode in a way where, like, it makes sense because that's kind of the mystery you've been following the whole season is what is Shadow doing? And then you get to it and then they're like, end of season. And I'm like, well, not really, though, because you just stopped it here arbitrarily. It doesn't feel yeah. like a season finale. It feels like a end of an episode, just like it, the previous ones. Yeah, it does. Uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I completely blanked on it. Dang it. I'm sure it'll come back around. Um, but to your point about like the worlds, I remember when we were watching the trailer and like the first time we really just saw a lot of New York City. And mm-hmm. I remember saying then, I'm like, oh, if we're going to do all this world jumping stuff, I really hope we get some other worlds in it. And now that we're on the other end of it, I'm like, oh, man, I kind of wish we just stayed in New York City. And <laughs> it's partially because I'll admit, like, I, I kind of don't care for the jungle world. To me, oh, no, me, I hate that one. <laughs> to me, I feel like it slows down the show. Um, it takes Sonic literally too long to get up to speed. He seems to not be able to understand what's happening even though this is the second time he's jumped to a world and things have been different. I'm like, dude, like you gotta just, you gotta pick this shit up a lot quicker. Um, so for yeah. me, um, it, it felt like I would have just nixed the jungle world. I don't think it adds anything to Sonic's arc in the series and it doesn't really inform, I think on the other characters enough for it to matter, even as their alternate versions. So I'd rather just move back on from it. Um, yeah. The pirate one I do think actually added some stuff uh, for Sonic and uh, as a alternate look at, at the gang, especially Knuckles. Um, And so I actually like the pirate one. Uh, I didn't think I would. I'll admit that going into the show, the pirate one is the one I thought was going to be stupid. Um, And I actually was impressed that I kind of enjoyed it Um, because it's all about, you know, like, like at the core of it is Knuckles running away. Right. Yeah. And uh, and Sonic changing his mind about that and about like having to go and face what what you're dealing with, uh, you know, something Sonic is notorious for like moving on from. So so there's like there's an arc and lesson in that, and you can argue that's there in the Jungle one. Like I know that it's based around the 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 like the spot with the tree, and it's like oh, appreciate what you got, Sonic. And I'm like, yeah, I guess okay, whatever. <laughs> they frankly they didn't do enough flashing back to the original crew because like that would be the thing is like more of the Jungle episodes should have been more of sonic's memories of the people that he's missing right now um i'm i'm also kind of waiting for an explanation of like are the others lost in other worlds or are they do they just not exist right now because of how this has worked because they make it seem like because of what sonic and shadow did they're the only two who are able to travel and then everybody else is i guess maybe still home or they're separated into these other versions same with Eggman like are the originals out there or are they just like unseen it feels that because Sonic and Shadow were caught in the chaos or like some 
chaos control time loop or whatever i don't know that when the prism shattered those sonic and shadow were the only ones who were unaffected by the prism splitting everyone to like multiple i mean that was my interpretation of it is because sonic and shadow were like sonic went into the prism directly and shadow used chaos control in the split second so both him and sonic were unaffected by the prism whereas everyone else eggman included they have like new versions on the cells they were split between because i don't honestly i don't think the originals exist i think once the um sorry there's a bug i think once like if the prism comes together then it, they'll everything will be restored and they maybe the friends just won't remember anything about it but that was my interpretation of it and now that nine can travel between universes one thing i did i remember the point i wanted to talk about earlier I have a feeling that Nine could become an antagonistic force later down the line, where maybe he becomes the new antagonist for, like, say, the final two or three episodes, because he doesn't want to go back home. To him, right. all he knows is, like, pain and sadness, and he's in this new world, and, once, and if Sonic were to come up and say, hey, I have a way to fix everything, and Nine goes, no, I like where I am now. I want this to stay the way it is. I am finally by myself. I finally have complete control and autonomy over what I can do. And if you're going to change all that and bring, take everything back to the way it was before, to where I was alone and had no one there to help me, I don't want that. Right. I think that you're probably right, um, that there's a possibility for that. Because I think there. I, I like Nine. I think Nine's arc is really good. I actually like him as a very different interpretation of Tales. Um nine is one of the alternates that really really works for me oh yeah so i think that's entirely possible but i want to go back to what you're saying about like the prism splits them mm -hmm. so if that's what's happening which i do think you're probably right and that's what the show wants to say in theory shouldn't we be seeing different versions of like like i don't mean different versions but different parts of them like if they're split and they're all supposed to be part of a whole that was the original, wouldn't that generally mean that like they're different aspects of them? Yeah. I, I guess mean, you don't you have to do it that way, but then I don't understand how they can be separated uh, across universes and still like all be part of one whole. Right. But existing in these different spots. I think you're partially probably right. Mostly because like Sonic doesn't exist in any of the worlds we're going to, which means like mm -hmm. they weren't, they weren't necessarily worlds that were there before you know we don't we don't really know how that part works right and in even in the gem's name it's called the paradox prism so uh, so obviously they it creates time paradoxes it does like all these different things it like you know does some weird time stuff where it's like the world that sonic knows is a completely different world that obviously that nine and from the pirate knuckles knows so maybe I mean, maybe it doesn't split their personality. I mean, you could argue that it kind of did because in the jungle world, Tails was essentially re um, reverted to a more feral state. Yes. See, so like I'd agree with you because of Tails. But what's different about Rouge? Nothing. Between the three worlds, right? You see, this is what I'm saying. Like it's not consistent amongst mm -hmm. the characters that I'm seeing vastly different versions of them. It's like someone gets good focus in each one. Yeah. And that's kind of it. And and that's not entirely working for me uh, either. If that's yeah. Also, also, if Eggman's part of that too, did all of Eggman's separations just end up in the same place? That's why yeah. we don't see him in any other world. 
Yeah, because that was one of my – actually, that was one of my bigger problems with this after I was done watching the show was that the only time we get any form of Eggman was from New York City. We don't see him at all in the jungle world. It was Amy who was the antagonist for that one. The um, the antagonists in the pirate world were Knuckles' old crew, and I was expecting to see different versions of Eggman, but the only ones we get are in New York. So, part, so once again, part of me is like, I'm kind of upset that we have five different Eggmen in uh, um, in New York City, but then once you go to the other two worlds, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, uh, you know, whether you call this the first eight episodes and call it a season, I feel like it's a problem that that you don't have answers to how the Paradox Prism is doing this. Like, I, I understand having to leave some surprises and mystery and confusion for Sonic about what's going on, but I'm like, I needed, like, a smart person to have broken this down already of like why things are laying out the way they are, because it's, it's a little, it's a little too, to me, the way it feels is that we have really stellar animation with pretty decent characters mostly. And then I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't know. Like it, it, it right now, because I don't have enough information, it feels like just a callous means to do riffs on the characters. And that's kind of it. And I'm like, is there more to this? Is there something else to this? Or is this just, just so we could do fun things with the gang? Cause we didn't know how to make them interesting in their original versions. I mean, I hope there is something more to it, and I hope that the second half or season two, air quotes, does give us that. Um, but I, I do, I do agree. Uh, yeah, because there are there are things problems with the show. Because it's weird. When I was initially watching it, I was having fun. I was like, "Cool, let's watch the next episode." Because they're they're twenty five, thirty minutes. Some episodes, the only the first episode is uh, forty five minutes long. Easy chunks, easy to get through, very quick. Not a bad not a bad use of my time but then the more i thought about it it's like there was there wasn't any other Eggman. there wasn't any other this it's like what's the paradox prism what's the deal with that how what's shadow doing in like the in between dimensions riff is nine going to be a bad guy eventually i mean yes hopefully hopefully these answers or these questions will be answered in the second half but at the same time it's just like what are they what's the plan with all these different universes are they all going to band together and fight some big bad or is it just sonic going on some wacky crazy adventures yeah i i think for me another part of it is also i like the animation so much that i'm like i kind of wish you were just a normal sonic show yeah um i kind of wish you were just doing like the the original characters in their world fighting eggman and other kind of stuff rather than this we're going to make an excuse to have knuckles kind of do a terrible French accent and wear a beret. Um, and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. I guess. Which he actually did wear a beret in the original Archie comics when they go into the universe where everyone was evil. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I, they're fun Easter eggs, but like, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of hit and a lot of miss. Uh, with these these alternate character versions um and yeah. alternate worlds and like there's there's solid solid lands and then big whiffs just big, oh, big yeah. um oh. and i really hope there's i i kind of hope you're right about nine or like something else happens because if the egg council are like our antagonists for the rest of the show i'm bored <laughs> yeah um there none of them are as interesting as eggman is on his own 
Um, again, like the most, the, the, the one I like the most is the baby. And that's purely because like, I think that they actually thought of clever jokes to use with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of love that Sonic is always sick of having to fight the baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then outside of that, that egg cancel, man, it really sucks a lot of the air out of the room for me. It totally does. Um, really quickly talking about the voice actors. I love this new voice actor for Sonic. I think he's oh, doing a great yeah. job. I uh, actually, most of the, like 90%, I don't think there's even a voice actor that I'm, I think the one I'm not the biggest fan of is Knuckles, but we don't it's see me a too. lot. <laughs> it's me too. I'm not a big fan. Like no offense to Adam Narada who plays Knuckles, um, but he, he's not half the time. He's not working for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone else, like I, I mean, it's different not hearing Colleen O'Shaughnessy or Roger Craig Smith play Tails and Sonic, respectively. Sure. But people they have currently, or for the show, they nail the characters. I really like Tails. I really like the voice actor for Tails. I love the voice actor for Amy. Um, Rouge, for me, got a little bit getting used to because I'm so used to hearing the voice actress from Sonic Adventure 2. But once again, that voice actress changed. I want to say into Sonic Heroes and so on and so forth. But I, I like I like Rouge a lot. I like that like I'll I'll be honest, like what I like about Rouge's voice acting here is just like compared to a lot of the other uh uses in Sonic X or um Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Heroes, it's not just the the sexy voice, I guess I'll say. Right. Like that's the most reductive way to say it, but like the Jessica Rabbit type voice mm. um that they gave Rouge. Uh like that's not what it's about, like which is weird looking back on it, like how they made rouge kind of like a sex icon inside of the sonic world and i'm like uh, maybe maybe this was a bad choice um but but they did like that was a choice that was a choice on how to handle her voice and here both in character design and voice i feel like they've really stepped away from that and i do like that a lot um that's um i'm gonna give full credit there that is uh kazumi evans playing rouge and i think she's really good um, I agree I, with you about the voice of Amy, although to be honest, I don't feel like we've heard a lot of Amy in, outside of the robot Amy, which I right. like. I like her as a character, um, but it's a lot of it's a lot of that, unfortunately, for her. That's a uh, Shannon Chan Kent. Um, yeah. I really like uh, D-Mac Jr., who's playing Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an incredible voice for Sonic. Honest to God, oh, yeah. I like I think he's next to the animation i think he's one of the best things about the show is i think he has the voice of the character down oh yeah hand like you just said he is the voice of the character and he is definitely someone who i can see voicing sonic in a long time uh for a long time and i hope that he gets more roles for animated sonic i really hope i mean not to disparage roger craig smith or um ben schwartz i mean ben schwartz i like him as film sonic he's doing his own thing yeah he's doing his own thing Whereas Roger Craig Smith, I mean, he's been voicing Sonic in in almost all the games since, God, Sonic Heroes, maybe a little bit after that. I yeah. mean, he's been the voice of Sonic for years. Of course, he voiced him in Sonic Boom. Right. Um, but part of me is, is feels like I'd be okay for having Roger Craig Smith be the voice of Sonic in the video games. You have Ben Schwartz be the fi- voice of film Sonic, and then you have this gentleman whose names I completely forgot. D-Mac Jr., voice- D Mac Jr. Thank you. Be the voice of anime at Sonic because so he, he, he nails Sonic's personality to an absolute T for me. Not only that, I feel like he is able 
no knocks on Roger Craig Smith. I don't think they've written Sonic for him a lot in the past decade to be like this, but like Sonic's kind of like uh, jokes a minute impetuousness, his, his way of just um, making like bad, bad jokes um, and bad riffs and Sonic being very youthful. Um, Mm -hmm. I think D Mac jr. Takes, not great dialogue sometimes bad jokes for sonic on purpose and sells that sonic is doing it and yeah. I, I think that's what's great about it yeah dmac jr it's important to shout out dmac jr first person first black person to voice sonic since jaleel white yeah uh, back that's... in the day um yeah and i think he's doing a great job mm-hmm. um yeah because like you said because i i have been recently been playing sonic frontiers and Roger Craig Smith's performance in Song Frontiers and even the story of the game itself is a bit of a darker tone. It's much more, it's much more somber. Sonic, I mean, yeah, Sonic has a few good, fun little quips here and there, but when he's talking to Amy, it's very, it's very somber. It's very dark. It's like we, I gotta save my friends. I have my friend who's a digitized version of herself, and also I'm doing the side quest where it's like these two little, um, these rock things, the cuckoos in the game. They find out, oh, we. It's like, hey, we're finally together again. And then they instantly die. It's very early in the game. It's just like, that is sad as shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, even going back to Sonic Boom for Smith, like he's while that's a more comedic show. He is often the straight man. Yeah. Um, Which is one of the reasons why like Sonic Boom is like fine to me, but not the Sonic show I'm looking for because they turn Sonic into the straight man. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't Mm -hmm. hate that. It works there, but um, it's not Sonic generally. Um, This is a good time to also talk about one of my favorite things about Sonic Prime is that everybody kind of is disappointed in Sonic. Yeah. For for going in uh, without like thinking. Um, yeah. And I like that. I like that that is there, that it's not just Shadow. It's everyone who's kind of mm. like, ah, Sonic, man, I mean, you're the hero, but you're kind of screwing this up. Um, uh, and I appreciate that that idea is there. Again, wish that we got a little more time with the original so that that idea felt like it was really more present. Yeah. But um, I, I do like the attack that like we're, we're going at Sonic as like kind of being in the wrong a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah and he's all like oh but everything worked out it's fine and then like even like when amy tails knuckles and rouge are trying are fighting a lot of eggman's robots or even when tails is in the biplane or in the tornado he's like this is a trap and Sonic goes he song essentially just leroy jenkins himself into the trap springs it but he's like oh but everything's okay i came out fine foreshadowing um right the 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 whole idea that all this is happening because of Sonic's impulsiveness, I think, is really yeah. good, um, and that that yeah. that it's very clear in the show that like this is a problem everybody recognizes about Sonic, not just Shadow, where it's like, oh God, Sonic, what are you doing? You gotta think, man. You gotta think. But at the same time, I feel that Sonic's personality. He is. I mean, I don't know if that's a trope for characters who have super speed. Um, I mean. The Flash maybe not being the best example because he's the only other one I could think of who does have super speed. But, you know, the Flash is very methodical. He thinks things through. Whereas with Sonic, he is always I always felt that he was the type of character to just run into a problem head first. And then he's like, run first, ask questions later. And even with the video games, that's the same thing. You run first and then you ask questions later. And sometimes that and sometimes that kind of bites you in the ass because you there might be a bad Nick that you don't know is there and you lose all your rings. 
for sure. Yeah, I think they captured that idea really well. It's it's something I do like about the show a lot. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to my notes and see what else we haven't touched on yet. That's yeah. there. Um, we just went over the attitude toward Sonic's ignorance for listening to other characters. I really like mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like Shadow trying to rein Sonic in. I do. Yeah. I think that works really well. Shadow like sonic is the one who takes it as oh shadow's like got a stick up his butt and uh and shadow being like there's probably a good reason sonic you big dumb idiot um yeah i i think it's fair it's it's something i actually yeah. really enjoy about the character's dynamic and it also if i made like praise shadow a little bit more um because a lot of times especially in the games and even in the comic books um in the archie books and in some of the idw books now today shadow was I mean, he's Shadow the Hedgehog. He's Edgelord Central. I mean, if you ever played Shadow the Hedgehog, his PS2 game back in 06, 07, Edgelord Central. Let's be real. But the fact that in this in this show, he's, I mean, he still has that, you know, his aesthetic just screams like emo Edgelord. I know I've said Edgelord a billion and a half times already. But the fact that he is more level-headed and he's trying to ring Sonic in, but Sonic's not listening. It's their personalities clashing, and I think it's done extremely well. He's not just constantly brooding. It's like, oh, I'm the ultimate life form. What is my life? What is this? Maria. Instead, he's like, dude, chill. Think this through, and then let's go. If you just keep running into the middle of, a, of, a, of an attack, you're going to get screwed. You're, something's going to screw up. Yeah, he's really in the Vegeta role at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You are so right. He is Vegeta now. I mean, that comp has always been there, but now like the character personality is far more in line with what that role means. Yeah, that's actually really good. I like that analogy. Um, I really uh, we've talked about the animation being really good, but it's, it's something that I've seen people notice on Twitter. Maybe you did, too. Um, the animation on Sonic's ears. Uh, Sonic's ears will look at a sound before he will. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, if you, I'm sure you could find it, but like people have pointed out that his ears turn in the direction of like a sound before he does. Not not like, you know, like when it's a big moment when something like is happening that's, uh, you know, like alerting Sonic to something, his ears will turn and notice the sound first. Huh, that's neat. I didn't think of that. I didn't notice that before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the first show to ever think of, you know, Sonic's got those ears right there. They Ooh. should probably do what ears do um <laughs> specifically animal ears because like human ears yeah. don't do that but like no. ears that stick up like that they they do react so uh they they did that and i think that's really good yeah um, um i mean we talk about how there are some video game easter eggs in the in the show i mean my personal favorite is when sonic is going at super speed he's doing the the figure eight where his his links essentially disappear he's doing the super eight peel out yeah. Um, that was something from my favorite video game of all time, Sonic CD, and that's been implemented in some of the books here and there. But the fact that they use that in the animation a lot, and actually they recently put it in Sonic Mania, or not recently, it was part of Sonic Mania the whole time where he's going really fast. And I just love that the animators put that in there because I feel that Sonic going super fast in this, and his legs are essentially turning into a figure eight. Um, that's a classic Sonic the Hedgehog trope. That's a classic look. And the fact they use it a lot in the animation, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. Um, that's a good, that's a good point, Ben. Cause I, I agree. Um, 
I agree wholeheartedly about that. I will say that I do wish we kept more iconic home environments than just Green Hill Zone. I'm, yeah. I'm personally a Sonic fan who's like, do we always have to go back to just Green Hill Zone? I um, want to s- I want to say New York City has some nods to chemical plant. Sure, it does. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. But more of more than that, like something I don't like about the setup of the show, and again, it's not spending enough time with our original characters. But I don't like that the implication is that they all just live in Green Hill Zone, and I'm like, no, I kind of like when Knuckles lives in his own place, and Rouge yeah. likes the city, and comes, you know, like I like that there are different places in the world of sonic the hedgehog that are outside of green hill zone and like it feels counterintuitive to the character to imply that sonic likes to only stay in one spot at green hill zone yeah i mean i get it green hill zone is is the first level of the first game the music's iconic the stage is iconic the loop-de-loop's iconic it's in every game it's in every effing game yeah in some way in some way i won't say like you know one for one because obviously like the adventures don't have it one for one yeah yeah, and also you it's got like it's still kind of there. Yeah, I mean Sonic Two has Emerald Hill, and then uh, Angel Island Zone for Sonic Three, mm-hmm. uh, Palm Tree Panic for. I mean, there's always some tropical island thing as the first level. It's like right, it you have like that classic feel with a big loop to loop. That's the thing. But I also agree. Maybe let's go to South Island where Sonic Two is. Like, let's go to Chemical Plant Zone. Let's go to Emerald Hill. It's like, hey, this is the spot where Tails and I first met. Or even do let's go to um, Angel Island or some other zone or classic zone that fans of the series would know. But I do agree, constantly being in Green Green Hills is a little like we get it. You like Green Hill. Well, on well, on top of that, it's just like every time we go to another world, it's like yeah, and this used to be Green Hill Zone, and I'm <sighs> like oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I guess. Do you feel like yeah? You know what? This used to be Emerald Hill. Oh, something different. <laughs> Right. Or just like, 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 what if where the pillar of of the prism that we were going towards because it was such a knuckles focused area anyway for the pirate world? What if that was Angel Island? Like, why did it have to be this used to be Green Hill Zone also? I was like, (laughs) yeah, and like Knuckles, whole thing in the games and the comic books, he's the guardian of Angel Island. He doesn't leave Angel Island unless asked to. He doesn't um, leave Angel Island except every time a story happens because then he asks. Yes. Angel. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Freaking Angel Island. Every game, like it's on the board, it's on the like setup sheet of every game. Like, yeah. all right, how do we get Knuckles off the island this time? It's like, yeah, how do we get him off Angel Island? Oh my god! Freaking Knuckles. Um. Or even you know what? Station Square. Yeah, because yeah. because like you were saying, Rouge likes the city that she's a thief and she's also a government agent. Let's go to Station Square. Let's see what Station Square is like, um, right. or even the Mystic Ruins. That would be cool. Yeah, there's there's options. The thing is, there's yeah. options, and I hope to see more dynamic locations because I was just like, it was one thing when it was like we started at Green Hill Zone and kind of implied that that's like Sonic's like place where he stays and he doesn't really travel a lot and i'm like okay and then and then you get to uh going to the alternate worlds and all the time they're having to be like but remember once this was green hill zone and i'm like i mean like i get it like remind him of what he lost i guess but Mm -hmm. we could go other places guys i mean look i get it green hill zone is like the most iconic is one of the most iconic areas in all of sonic the hedgehog video games and media but you got other places 
You got uh, You know what? I would kill. Okay, not kill, but I would love to see Pumpkin Hill from Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, God. Like, they'll never. They won't. They won't. But, ser- hey, that is the one level when I was playing. Because I did not like Knuckles' levels or Rouge's levels in Sonic Adventure 2 when I was playing that game. But Pumpkin sure. Hill. Pumpkin Hill was great. I Pumpkin love Hill Pumpkin awesome. Hill. Yeah, I love Pumpkin Hill. Uh, Pumpkin Hill is amazing. I think I can still hear the music in my head. Um, I probably got had the song on Spotify after we're done. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, I, I want to highlight again, like, I really like Nine. It's not just character. I like his design. I like, I like the setup yeah. of Nine and everything. I think it works really well in the context of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I do like Rusty Rose. Because once again, a, a little, because you have a, a character who's not supposed to be roboticized. I mean, Ice interpreted it as a little bit of a nod to the roboticization process from Sonic's AM and the Archie comics, but they probably sure. just said, hey, let's just turn it into a robot for a hot second. Yeah. Um, it's not a I hot do, second, it's the whole show. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, let's just turn her into a robot because, you know, she's Sonic's friend slash maybe love interest. I don't know. That's all up in the air. Sega keeps flip-flopping back and forth. Not, they don't keep flip-flopping, but they... Yeah. Um, but I do like her design a whole lot. And I love... But once again, the, I want to say my favorite redesign is Tails, a.k.a. Nine. Because yeah. the way that he climbs up with his spider... With his, like, robot Tails is just, like, so... Mm-hmm. It's so creepy, but also just his entire personality just screams and his and his character arc throughout the this part of the show just screams that he is gonna eventually have ulterior motives he is eventually going to be like no i want to be in control of everything and he becomes the the main villain i really hope that that happens because i think that would be really good character development for sonic realizing that his full heartedness turned his best friend against him well, and like it's really cool because you're seeing it as you think about this, you're seeing it as um Tails, who's usually so much the the best friend and the trustworthy character, and they really flip that on their ear without it feeling forced. And mm-hmm. I think that worked. Um yeah. in a way where like I won't say that I'm convinced Tails will be a bad guy, but like it's definitely up in the air, and that's pretty impressive to pull off with the character at this point in time part of me hopes i have a feeling okay if i were to like think this logically it's like what my head what my head's telling me what my heart's telling me my head's telling me that nine is not going to be a bad guy he's gonna come he's like songs gonna convince him with words and be like okay yeah let's do it but what my heart wants is that tails becomes the main the the big bad at the end of the show right that's what i want that's what i hope that's what because i think that would be you you brought that up so what i what i want to ask is do you see Sonic Prime being a show that doesn't like can still follow the you know this Sonic and his original gang without the Paradox Prism? Do you think that Ooh. like the Paradox Prism arc can be resolved and then we can do more Sonic stories just in the Sonic world? I hope so. I like the You actors. don't really believe it, do you? Uh I I I want I want to say yeah. I want to say I believe it can cuz I love the, the way these characters are. I love these voice actors, but part of me is, I mean, the, with Netflix's um, track record, when it comes to animation and when it comes to things like this, once Sonic Prime's done, they're not going to touch Sonic again. Well, I'm not saying like when Sonic Prime's done, I'm saying like, can Sonic Prime be a show that takes place 
past this this arc can more of the show go on without it being about this as the focal point and i want to say the answer is yes obviously it could i'm saying Mm -hmm. will it probably not it probably ends when the paradox prism stuff is done and i think that's kind of lame because in the way that things are going that means like at the end then sonic gets back with his original friends and we'll be like and he's back together and yay the end and it's like, hey, Sonic cool. learned a lesson, and all of his friends don't remember anything, but he's going to appreciate them now. And he's not going to. It's like, and that's the end of Sonic Prime. And I'm just going to. And I'll be like, but you can do so much more. That's the thing is like, you're sitting right here and you're like, you got this great animation. Like, you got so much you can do. I feel like we're doing some pretty reserved stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's held back a bit. Um, again, like, what irks me about this whole plot this multiverse plot is that it takes too gosh dang long for Sonic to get what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it gets once he, once he's in the jungle world and he's still like, Whoa, you're still not you Sonic. Come on, man. It's like get, bro. get what's going on. It's like, like when he was talking to, to tails, he's like, tails, what's wrong, buddy? It's like, bruh. Yeah. Seriously, you literally just jumped through a portal and you saw 20 other different dimensions as you were flying through it and you landed in this one. You've got to know by this point that you 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 done effed up. Right. Um, I think that I hope if we see more worlds, they put as much thought into them as they clearly put into New York City. Mm-hmm. Like they care more about it. I do like that when Sonic goes back, time has passed. So that he's not just traveling through space, he's traveling through space and time. So like he was gone for a while and it's Mm -hmm. had enough time for like their whole revolutionary army to build up. I do like that as an aspect of like the jumping back and forth, how that can be affected. Yeah. Um, So we'll see how that is going forward. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I was again, like really surprised with the pirate episode. Um, And I didn't expect Rusty Rose to show up in it as the bad guy. Um, I liked her inclusion there. I like her seeing Amy, her and Amy seeing each other and being thrown. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that was really good. Um, I'm sure that's going to build into something in some way. It's going to change Rusty Rose in some way. Possibly. Uh, Do you think we're going to, we're going to see the other characters from say the jungle episode pop up eventually? Cause I have a feeling we might. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I, I just I like that. That was the that that was the point where I was like, I'm not going to tell Brandon and Ryan to watch this show because yeah. I was like, this is, this is just like there's eight episodes and two of them kind of feel like a waste of my time. Yeah, yeah. Once For I got the to the, I, once we got to the New York City stuff, I'm like, you know what, maybe. And then we got to the jungle. I'm like, nope. That was my. I think you were texting me when I was in the middle of the second jungle episode, and you asked me. Or you, te- or you message me, he's like, hey, do should we show this to Brandon and Ryan? And I said, because I was at the same point. It's because I was at the same point, and I'm like, I was hoping you were further so you could tell me, tell me if it was worth it. Because I was like, man, this is a rough point. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, even when I was watching, I was like, can, you know what? Can we go back to New York City? I think I would agree. New York City is my favorite bit because I felt like the characters were more fleshed out. You had you had stakes. You know, Robotnik won again. I just I apparently. It just might be because of my love of the comics and Sonic Saturday AM that I love it when we have a group of freedom fighters, Robotnik already won, and they're trying to take back their home. Sure. Um, and then I will also say the pirate one did surprise me as well because at, third, at first I thought I was going to hate the pirate one. I thought I was me just going to be 
like when they first the started talking we saw, the moment we saw pi- pirates in the trailer i was like this isn't what i wanted <laughs> yeah and i like the fact that everyone started talking and knuckles was like let's party i'm like oh my god stop why why did you do it to him and then thankfully the episode continues like oh he's just running away because he effed up and now he's going back to his his uh crazed maniacal give me my treasure bit yeah um Speaking of the pirate stuff, I really like uh, the bit where Sonic is pulling the ship and Knuckles slams the back so that it shoots over the... I thought that was really good. Yeah. Um, Also, I do like how they constantly... Or they don't constantly, but they also keep talking about how Sonic can't swim and he's afraid of water. I do like how they keep mentioning that. Um, Am I imagining it or did they put in the, the drowning music in one of the episodes? I, like I honestly don't know. I feel I like I'm imagining where it. it been. Yeah, because when he in the pirate episode, he has the hovercraft shoes, so he doesn't sink. Right. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably I'm probably just forcing a memory onto it. I will tell you. Um, I don't know if you saw, but they released a uh, an image from the next batch of episodes, and it's oh. Shadow. It's Shadow having Sonic pinned underwater while holding up an emerald. Oh um, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, so we're getting some, we're getting some, some stuff. Yeah, I'm, man, I I'm just, that. I feel like I would probably have a more positive uh, spin on the show overall if the rest of the episodes were there. Because again, to me, this does not feel like a season one. We have to talk about it now because I don't know when we're getting those those next episodes. Um, but it's it just feels like it's an incomplete story, and I'm judging it midway through and i'm like there's a lot of things that maybe when the answers to these questions come i would be more like yeah okay a lot of good stuff here two jungle episodes i didn't like but like overall pretty good um and i can't be there because like the egg council shit doesn't work for me and doesn't make total sense and and they i don't feel like we've come full circle on whatever the heck's going on there um shadow the shadow stuff i really like but i don't know where it's going yeah Yeah, it's, I mean, it's weird because I, I did enjoy Sonic Prime. I did enjoy most of this, of the show and I had fun watching it, but I do agree. There are some glaring issues. There are some glaring problems, Um, but thankfully it's mostly in the story department. It's not, in, it's obviously not in the animation. We've been, we, you and I have been talking constantly about how much we love the animation. We love the little touches and the care that they put into this animation and how the voice actors deliver their lines and how, they get the they like nailed the characters down almost per- practically perfectly. Um, it's just the story is just really really lacking, and yeah. I really hope things get better in the second half or in season two. Um, and honestly, I would like the show to continue. I was actually going to ask you like if they like say Netflix does continue with Sonic Prime and there's like a season three or whatever. Do you think that maybe with in further episodes they can actually they use the paradox prism again, but instead of going to like completely different dimensions, they go into the dimensions of the games possibly. I mean, this is, this is me completely just being a spec, just being speculative. No, I know. I just, I don't, I don't believe it. Um, especially because like, so some amount of the games are clearly canon. We just don't know which, I mean, Sega did have a job opening for Sonic Lore to try and connect the entire thing, and your boy applied to that, didn't get it. Um, 
Yeah, because I feel like Sega, right now, Sega especially, they're trying to essentially come up with a Hyrule Historia version of Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that if if there was more Paradox Prism stuff past, you know, what they're handling right now, I don't think like I think you'd be closer with saying like we go to alternate shows mm-hmm. than um the worlds of the games because I think the majority of the games are supposed to be uh in Green Hill are supposed to be the history of the characters. Right. It would be interesting I think the sad am slash Archie kind of stuff would be really interesting too, because you could do all of these other characters that, but they've kind of moved away from them at this point. So it'd be oh. kind of surprising if they said, yeah, go ahead, bring those characters in. Well, after the, after the many lawsuits with um, Ken Penders and Archie Sega was, is done. Yeah. I mean, they haven't brought any of the Archie characters back over into the current IDW books. Essentially that universe is dead. Well, that's what uh, I'm saying is like, I just, you know, like you've got all these, like you could really see something fresh there, right? We're, we're talking hypothetical where like yeah. Sonic goes, just so what you would do, what you would do is take Sonic and the the original gang, like actually let them be their original characters again. And they're now going with Sonic to these other worlds. And they end up in a place where you have those freedom fighters. So you have Sally, you have the walrus, you have all these other characters that they don't know. Uh, and how Sonic is received there, like, like again, kind of talking about Sonic being a little bit of a bullheaded screw up in our Sonic Prime world, and then talking about like you could have like this way more heroic version of Sonic that he's kind of thrown by. Um, you could do that, they won't do that, but you could. <laughs> Although, part of me now really wants to see Sonic Prime and the gang go into the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog world and deal with Scratch, Cracker, and Coconuts. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> that would be just uh, as bad as the jungle episodes. Yeah, that that would. Oh god, I cannot believe I adored that show so much as a kid. Looking back on it now, that show hurts. It well, it's was, it's you know, it's made for children, but like yeah, it's, yeah, it's far away from the stuff that's good about Sonic. Yep, um, and I was I was a target demographic. That show had me hook, line, and sinker. Dude, what I watched it? it too. Like we were both we were both there. We get it. Yeah. Um, I oh man, you want to do some Sonic Underground in this? Yeah, okay, that, okay, know. yes, give me that, give me that. They won't. Oh, There's no way. No, nope. but I would be, I would be super into bringing the Underground characters in. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the show's team, or maybe like the people who are licensing it to them, don't want to be as ambitious as we're talking. Um, and I feel like that's kind of present in the show and it's part of what I'm rubbing up against is that I'm like, there's a lot of potential here. And I feel like we're only kind of scratching the surface of these ideas rather than like digging into what the potential is here. Um, and whether that's like kind of shallow characters, like for me, ultimately, like where I'm at with Sonic Prime, I enjoy it. A lot of that enjoyment comes from the appearance of it. A lot of that enjoyment comes from like, this is the best animation for Sonic that we've ever seen. Um, and it looks really good. It looks really, really good. Like I, I like watching the show because visually it's really incredible. Um, and I, it's just, it ends up being a lot of looks with a lack of a lot of depth for for the animation i would say this is absolutely the best 3d sonic animation i or for a television show i've ever seen um i 
I would put this on par with the animation that we would see in Sonic Mania, the opening sequence for Sonic Mania, or even the in the animation shorts in between games for Sonic Origins, because those are beautifully animated. They are. They're um, going for something else, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, but once again, this is Sonic, like Sonic, like the Sonic Origins and Sonic Mania shorts. They're all silent. They're all silent. They're essentially voiceless cartoons amazing voiceless cartoons but they're voiceless whereas when you have sonic speaking you go to the 3d stuff but i would still say those sonic mania shorts and this the animation is very close i mean personally i give the edge to the 2d because once again i'm biased but this 3d animation if we get more stuff like this you have me i'm like yeah i'll watch it let's go i am ready for this I think I just want a slightly more adult Sonic show. And I don't mean like heavy duty mature. I just mean one that feels a little less like it's talking down to the audience. Yeah. Like, because half the time that's where this is. It feels like, you know, a lot of the Sonic shows are geared for children and I get it. But Mm -hmm. like, I, like we've talked about before, like you can have animated things that are geared for children to be able to watch that are also like engaging for adults. And I feel like half the time this is missing that bar. Put set. I am back on Netflix. Damn it. Yeah. Um, Sad AM is a good example. Um, you know, we've talked about other shows that are currently running, like, you know, you got your Steven Universe, your Gravity Falls, Owl House, all that stuff kids can watch, but also, like, there's a lot for adults to get into there. And I wish that Sonic Boom, sorry, Sonic Prime was on that level. Um, Me too. Where I feel like there's a lot to, like, get out of it, regardless of your age. And I feel like it's still, there is sometimes, but, like, it's mostly still kind of going for that youthful kid audience and i feel like that's a little bit of a mistake after how well the the movies did i think they Mm -hmm. prove that there's enough of an audience out there that's more than just children for sonic oh yeah definitely definitely and i and i still think like this was supposed to be an opportunity to try and grab that audience into a sonic cartoon and i think they might have missed the bar on that one a bit yeah just because again because again unless the next episodes to come out change my mind this is not one i would recommend to like our co-host Brandon and Ryan, because I want them to still be mildly interested in checking out Sonic material in the future. And I'm not sure this is going to do it. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm still waiting for the day where I could sit down and watch Brandon play Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. See, I think, I think he'll like that, but we have to like be careful about what other Sonic stuff gets to him before then. Yeah. Cause I throw some Sonic stuff his way and they did not like it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) You, you whiffed a little bit on the comic one there. My I friend. did. I did. I do. I whiffed much, a lot of much those. like for those who aren't familiar, like recent, not too long ago at the end of last year, Ben, Ben brought up another one of the current IDW Sonic books uh, and, and Brandon and uh, Ryan, our co-host both bounced off it. But again, like as, as I said there, part of the problem is like, cause Ryan brought it up. He's like, shouldn't we have read like volume one before this? And I'm like, it wouldn't have helped you. And it's part of the problem with this show too. It wouldn't have helped you because you're not familiar with the characters already. It doesn't right. ease you in, and neither does this show. Yeah, and I'm even, well, I'm pretty far behind on the book on the current Sonic the Hedgehog comics because I've been buying those books since the, the IDW line since they came out, and they keep mentioning a war. They kept mentioning it's like, yeah, the war is over, yada yada. I was like, what war? Is it the war from Sonic Forces? Is it the is it is does this game does this book take place after the events of that game? What happened? Obviously, you're not mentioning any of the Archie stuff before, but what? happened and as far as i know they still haven't exactly explained what happened and it's yeah 50 plus issues in right yeah um and i think that's that's they have the similar like barometer of like you've got to be a certain amount of sonic literate before you can engage with this material 
which isn't the best way to bring fans into a franchise. Not I mean, right now, not with Sonic's popularity hitting yeah. from the movies. Like, uh, it, it, it's unfortunate because I think Sonic Prime looks so good, and, like, they were both interested in it, and I think a lot of people were. And it's poised in the perfect position to, like, grab those movie fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to do it. I think it'll it'll work for some and not work for a lot of others. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because I don't want to feel like a gatekeeper if someone were to come up to me and be like, hey, I want to get into Sonic. Should I watch Sonic Prime? I mean, I don't feel like this is me being a gatekeeper, but I'm going to tell them, it's like, you're, there's going to be some stuff in there. You're not going to, it's not going to, it's not the best. You're going to probably not, watch. It's, it's not gatekeeping because you're not trying to keep them away from the property. You're just giving them the heads up of like, you know, this is not the best that Sonic has to offer in a narrative sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe okay. gatekeeping, gatekeeping was the wrong word. Uh, I get what you mean, though. Yeah uh okay i think that'll do it do you have any final thoughts you want to say about these first eight episodes of sonic prime um well like we said earlier a lot of lists a lot of hits um the biggest props to the animators the voice actors amazing job i really hope netflix continues i mean once again we're waiting for the second half of season one slash season two whatever you want to call it i really hope it does the story department kind of you know builds up and it's like okay cool we have answers we have we have quite answers to our questions and it turns out to be a very solid sonic show and what i really do hope after that is we get more i really want more i i'm always down for more sonic i'm always ready for more sonic um media and we haven't had a really good sonic television show in a very long time so I'm hoping the end of the of the, the season hits the mark, but I'm also hoping it does well enough that Netflix says, yes, let's do more. Who knows? Maybe we just need to, we need Sega to throw more money at them and be like, yes, we give people like this, give us more, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think you summed it up pretty well. I, I would agree with everything there. Um, uh, the, the voice acting overall is pretty good. I, the only person who most of the time doesn't work for me is knuckles. Um, just some weird stuff going on there with some of those choices. Sorry, uh, Nux. <laughs> we love you, Nux, but sorry. Yeah. Um, but overall, uh, yeah, we're in the same place, you know, like come for the animation, stay for the animation. And that's probably where it's probably at. it uh, for now. Um, maybe we'll do a check-in again after the next batch comes out. We'll see. Probably oh, quick question before we, before you head out, is there one character or villain you're hoping to see in the next batch of episodes? That's a good question. Um, no, I'll say there isn't one because I don't have any faith they're going to bring anybody else in. Yeah, they're probably not. Um, again, like I feel like their their vision for this show is more limited than the potential that exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I think you probably would be in the same place. Like, I think Metal Sonic would be cool to see in some capacity in the show. I don't have a lot of faith that'll happen. Um, I I think there's a lot of fun things they could do, and I don't think any of them are going to happen in this this show. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say Metal would probably be the easiest to bring in, but they're probably not going to do it. He's prob- Metal's probably going to be for maybe a season down the line or something. Who knows what they're going to do after the season's over. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that we're not going to just see alternate versions of all the characters we've already seen. Like your, your cast is essentially these five and mm-hmm. uh, that are behind me and shadow and Eggman, mm-hmm. And then that's, that's the show. That's the show. Oh, and big. Oh, I'm sorry. And big, the cat, you know, who is there. Yeah. Who was fishing out of a dumpster 
and I laughed. I thought that was funny because he Gosh, still. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the the barking it's dog. All right. all right, it's okay. Uh, we will wrap up there. So this has been an animation station. Uh, with one of the fake nerd network shows. There's a lot of them. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, when this comes out, I don't even know. There's all kinds of things. There's there's cinephiles. There's Picard uh, on Fake Nerds Watch. There's Last of Us on Fake Nerds Watch. There's a pause menu about painting video games, um, there, yeah. which has Ben on it because Ben is the host of that show. Um, there's uh, more and more. There's the classic Fake Nerd podcast. There's all kinds of stuff happening. There's too much. I can't keep track. There's too much. It's too much. Um, We're busy boys. Yeah, go check out any of those things. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff here on the channel for you to look at. Okay, uh, that will do it. Ben, where can they find you? You can find me on the internet at benmagnet 27 Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find me, of course, hosting Basement Arcade Pause Menu and being one of the regular fake nerds on the Fake Nerd Podcast. And you can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, GoNintendo.com, and playing Mary Frankenstein on DN Dark, which is a Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast. Uh, and you can find me um, only on things on the Fake Nerd Network. I don't show up anywhere else. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Sparks Witty on Instagram, Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. So until next time, we are now departing. <laughs> <laughs>